said the sock lives and as proof of that song here i am living and uh joining me uh in this life well that sounds like we're life partners or something that's not right uh is joining me on this show is uh anthony howell anthony j howell if you want to be you know official hello anthony hey Hey, how's it going yeah you officially went too far in the other direction you went from being like monotone to uh, being like a Polly Shore. Hey, buddy. I'm glad you know who Polly Shore is. And at the same time, I'm, I'm sorry you know who Polly Shore is. I mean, you want to talk about nepotism in action. Mitzi Shore is the reason that we're uh, burdened with Polly Shore, I think. He, uh, well, of course, those who don't know, Mitzi Shore started up and owned uh, the Comedy Store, one of the two premier stand-up comedy venues in Los Angeles, which launched a number of careers uh, into television and movies. And uh, when she uh, retired or died, um, oh. usually usually died as retired at the same time, um, her son, Polly, took over because mm. nobody was interested in seeing his mug on any more movies because right. his movies started out bad and then got worse. And you know, uh, I remember in an interview, he's like, and then the movie offers just started drying up. I don't know what happened. Yeah, did you watch the previous movies? You don't know what happened, do you? I uh, I did an interview with him once, and he was such a putz. Oh, he was like, you know, just as you... Sometimes people are just acts. You know, like they, they put on an act. They're a persona? Yeah, like Gilbert Gottfried, who I, I love. Oh, he's 100% like not that way in real life. No, and I've, I've been with him, like uh, hung out with him in real life a couple of times. He's just a quiet guy. He's nebbish. Is that the right word? Yeah, he's like a nebbish. He's quiet. Uh, he's funny. Reserved. He says like funny things, but he doesn't do the whole Gilbert shtick. He's just, he's a, a nice, fun guy to hang out with, but then he, he turns it on for the camera. Polly Shore off camera was Polly Shore. And okay. I, I felt terrible for the universe. Um, and uh, anyway, um, by the way, do you have uh, the problem with those uh, gypsy moth caterpillars? Um, what? Okay, you obviously have not had the problem. I don't think I'm that far. You're far. You're north now of the city. I am. But the thing is, it's going on in the city, too. I saw news about it. There's, there's every seven years. Now, we're not allowed to call them gypsy moths anymore. I, I was going to say, like, wouldn't the uh, SJWs uh, red flag you for being using yeah, problematic speech? They, they were called gypsy moths. That was should, their designation. Somebody should send Italy the memo because it is that term is alive and well over there. Well, I don't think it's meant to be a complimentary in Italy. No, 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 no. So they, they, they were called gypsy moths. Now they're LDD. Um, anyway, there are thousands. Every seven years, these guys come out, like the, like the cicadas. They come out of some kind right. of hibernation. And they are everywhere. They're they're on my like. I go into the house. It's it, the sure. door is uh, is covered in these things. I have to open the door and push the door open quietly uh, yeah. and softly so that they don't fall off inside the house while I get in the house and close the door. They Sounds are, like arachnophobia a little bit. Remember it, that movie? Yeah, Hitchcock's arachnophobia. It uh, Hitchcock didn't do arachnophobia. I thought Hitchcock did arachnophobia. Who did arachnophobia? Arachnophobia, I think, was a Hollywood Pictures movie from the 80s. Was it? I thought it was. I don't think Hitchcock did The Birds. The Birds. 
Arachnophobia oh, was done in 1990. I think Hitchcock was dead by then. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. It was. Yeah, no, you're right. Hollywood picture. It had when I first saw it when I was a little kid, it had the feeling, the vibe that it was a really old movie. But I guess 1990. Huh. What do you know? What do you know? Jeff um, Daniels. But they're all over the place here. We've got like, well, there's one wall that's white outside. It is. Ooh. You almost can't see the white because of all of these fucking things. So and they're all they're all over the place. People have started torch. wrapping their trees in burlap, which is what they've been told to do. And then you take the burlap burlap off and you, you dunk it in soft in warm water. Like sounds like a pain in the ass. It also doesn't work. It no. doesn't everyone's doesn't say it doesn't work. So these things are everywhere. I'm waiting for them to turn from caterpillars into the moths so they can get the hell out of here. They can but eat their drapes. You go to the car, they're crawling on the damn car. It's oh, like geez. a it's like a horror movie. It's there but it's a horror movie. Caterpillars don't move all that fast. Yeah, they're, they don't bite either. They're kind of just a nuisance. They're just gross. Are, you, and, are they in the dry? Are they on the ground? Like oh, on yeah. the driveway? Yeah. Are you stepping on them? They're like, crawling on the ground like uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open up that thing and they're, they're, the floor is moving. It turns out to be snakes. You still haven't seen that movie, have you? No. I don't give a shit about Tomb Raider. I never really cared about like Not Tomb Raider. Well, whatever. Sorry. This is how little I care. Like that kind of style of like Oh, scientist searching for in you, the it, desert. It, I don't give a shit. I like space. I don't care about. You know what? I'm giving you an assignment. You have the... to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because I you tried. Were... I tried. I just couldn't. How can I... you not? You get sucked in right away with that that uh, raiding that tomb and then the the, the eh. big the big stone. Yeah, I don't know. Not for me. I don't give a shit. Something's archaeology. I find archaeology boring, to be honest. Something's wrong with you. If somebody else wants to do it, let them do it. I know it's a big movie, but I went Star Wars. I couldn't get like it's not Han Solo. Han Solo is a better character than whatever the guy, what uh, Indiana Jones. No, he's not. He's actually uh, fairly uh, simple. Harrison Ford. Exactly. Harrison Ford prefers Ford. to play Indiana Jones over over Han Solo. Well, he's probably more into archaeology in the desert. Is you know what the archaeology is a MacGuffin? It's for all the action scenes and how he gets into trouble and gets out of trouble. It's the action yeah. scenes. The action scenes have nothing to do with archaeology. Of course not. But it's the premise is like if he's an archaeologist, where is his action and adventure going to take place? Various places around the globe. Yeah, I don't know. Something's wrong with you. Anyway, <laughs> something's really wrong with you. I don't know. Like. Who gives a shit? I mean, didn't some I people make, didn't, didn't I get you to watch the Blues Brothers? I did watch the Blues Brothers. Yeah. And was I wrong? The funniest part was the car, the car chase. How the it car just, chase how was it, insane. How, how it never ends. Yeah. It's just car like the chase best was part. Bloody insane. Yeah. It's the greatest uh, car chase in the history of cinema. I think so. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that. Like, it took me a while to kind of get and, I, and the Aretha Franklin bit in the diner was awesome. Yeah. The music, I didn't realize that it was a, like a movie musical type thing. So it that was, was kind a, of a musical. Yeah, kind of. a Well, they had those breaks where there were huge artists like, but but it yeah. made sense because it was the Blues Brothers, I guess. Yeah. In retrospect. Yeah, no, it was. But it was fun. Like I, it's it, it basically filled in the gaps on a lot of pop culture references that it spawned in various film and television. So the guys standing in front of the cage, you know, tricking the 
that sort of shit kicker bar, those guys, you know, that scene where they're right. performing. Yeah, yeah, where they had the same people thing are, from Rawhide. Yeah, and they're hucking yeah. the glass bottles, they're hucking the bottles at them. Like, you've seen that that scene recreated in so many other film and television. I don't know if that's where it came from or if they yeah, were doing they, it or something earlier. But tributes to that. So it's like, um, it was good in the sense that it was like, oh, that's where that pop reference came from. That's where that reference came from. So it was a, a fun, bit of a history. Just a fun movie. movie. You ever seen Animal House? Oh, I love Animal House. It's, uh, they're putting it out on 4K now. If we need to see Belushi in 4K, I think it's probably better that we don't. Um, My favorite scene in that movie is when the when he's at the house party, he's coming down the stairs and the guy's playing the guitar. Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah. fucking he's like, I gave my love a chicken. And he's just fucking smashing the a guitar. Cherry, not a and he's chicken. A, a, Who gives their chair. love a chicken? Maybe that's a Homer. Maybe Homer Simpson said that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, a love song getting, is not like that. It's not romantic to give some. What are you, chicken? I think Homer's line is, I gave my love a chicken, it had no bones, yeah, or something okay. like that. It's something stupid. And then that scene, and then the scene where it's a really throwaway scene, but it's like uh, uh, Donald Sutherland is like coming out of the kitchen, uh, coming out of the bedroom after he spent the night with that guy's girlfriend. He's the professor. Yeah. And he like reaches up to grab something out. It's a sight gag. He like reaches up to grab something out of a cupboard and his ass is hanging out. It's like he didn't realize he wasn't wearing pants like that. It was also hilarious to me. It was a good, was a good movie. Two takeaways from that movie. Anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. speaking of movies that don't hold up, Transformers. Uh, um, they're, do, do, the, first, the first Michael Bay Transformers was entertaining. I will say that as somebody who's not into the Transformers, like I didn't grow up with them. I was a little older by the time the cartoon came out. Uh, right. I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the craze. I, I admire um, the longevity of the franchise. Um, the most successful marketing, toy marketing, probably any, anywhere. One of them anyway. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I don't think they've ever been out of production as far as toys. It's uh, pretty, I mean, that, what they've achieved is awesome. And yeah. I like the first, Transformers movie. After that, they just fell off a cliff. They just, the, you know, d- got further and further away from being anything like good. So, what's um, the deal with this new one? Is Michael Bay involved? No, Michael Bay's not in this new one. It's called Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. So they so there's include a... that Beast War element oh. where the Transformers turned into 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 animals. Right. I I watched that show too. Well, at least if Michael Bay's not involved, there's a chance that it may have a plot. Yeah. The uh, the uh, director is a guy named Stephen Capel Jr. I don't, okay. I don't know who that is. I guess um, he's Stephen Capel's kid. This is a this is a good point. Um, <laughs> they haven't told much about what the uh, what the movie's about, other than the title, which allows you to infer. But right. you know, Michael Bay well, has plot. Michael yeah. Bay hasn't made movies in years, and you know what? He doesn't have to. That guy oh. has tens of millions of dollars from. I wish I could make crap. I wish I could take what falls out of my ass and turn that into tens of millions of dollars because that's what he did. He made crappy movies that were just loud and 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 uh, full of special effects and people went yeah. to see them until less and less people went to see them. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have a problem with loud or special effects, but I like there to be a movie somewhere in there. A through line of some sort. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, I'm looking at this. Uh, let's see the uh, the it says here they'll introduce three new factions: the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terrorcons. Yeah. Oh, really? The Terrorcons, eh? Where yeah. are they from? <laughs> uh, they're from Terror. Oh, okay. I don't know um, where they're from. Uh, the Predacons are reptilian. Yeah. Um, 
And... The Maximals are, are a bunch of are a bunch of mammals. This yeah. sounds like it's the because I like I said I watched Beast Wars or Beast Machines depending on which version of it you watched. They had two, they was weird because it seemed like the the the, the original show had like I think a, a a U.S. release and a Canada release, and one was called Beast Wars and then the other one was called Beasties. It was weird. Anyways, that's just a little tidbit for those of us out there who who watched that show growing up. The whole concept was these they something crash lands on earth and it basically it happens after the original plot of transformers which is like the decepticons and the autobots are fighting they both crash land on earth and then they go into homeostasis and then like several hundred years later they wake up in modern day so that like period of several hundred years like before he before they woke up the original transformers wake up in modern day there's Basically, it's in prehistoric times. So the Transformers take on the uh, the forms of what's around them, right? Like, that's the whole idea. Like, in the that first... Was the, that was the Dinobots, right? Well, the Dinobots were created by the Transformers in an experiment because they uh, scanned some dinosaur bones and they're like, okay, let's make some new, robo new robots to fight the Decepticons. But, like, the Transformers themselves, because they're cars and trucks and guns and planes they're just taking on the form of their environment on earth so what the original series is modern day as it was like 80s i guess whatever whereas beast wars is prehistoric so they take on or not prehistoric but like pre almost pre-human like there's no i think at most there's like cavemen so they take on the form of cheetahs and apes and there's dinosaurs there too so the 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 predacons end up being raptors and t-rexes like megatron is a t-rex and this one and Optimus Prime is like a gorilla. So like that's the the idea and it follows from there. And then they get into Transformer style battles for like energy and whatever. Yeah. Well, it's uh it, it, I mean it's an interesting concept. It's fun for kids and yeah. then you the kid inside you as you become an adult. Anyway, I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to the new Transformers because it isn't Michael Bay and the Bino. Right. I hopefully that Mark Wahlberg dork isn't going to be in it. Well, as far as I'm concerned, nothing compares to the original. Like, they've never been able to do it. Like, the 1984 animated one is still awesome. Well, the, the, fucking... the thing about that one that was freaky is that they all died at the end. Well, no, it was like it, they all died throughout the entire movie. They just kept murdering Autobots, like, violently. Like, it well, was, then, it seemed then, like then, it was like... A... And then, yeah, but then, then at the end, Optimus Prime's eyes flicker, flicker, flicker and go out. That's I mean, halfway that's... through. That's halfway through the movie. Like that's oh, not it? even. I don't remember it that way. So I watched this movie a hundred times. So like basically, like in the, within the first twenty minutes of the movie or first thirty minutes of the movie, Optimus Prime dies and he passes the Matrix of Leadership off to this other guy, Ultra Magnus, and then he gets. And then basically what happens is like Megatron almost dies, but then they fuck off into space and they meet Unicron, which is a giant planet eating transformer. Unicron also has powers. So he basically refurbishes Megatron into Galvatron, who is voiced by Leonard Nimoy, which is super awesome. And then uh, Leonard Nimoy's Galvatron and all the other, all his other minions who were like beat up from the fight that ended in Optimus Prime's death are now trying to get back to Earth to fuck up the Autobots again, because that's their goal. And Ultra so then Optimus Prime gives the Matrix of Leadership to Ultra Magnus, who then gets attacked again by Galvatron and Galvatron steals the Matrix because the Matrix is the only thing that can kill Unicron because Galvatron wants to kill Unicron because he wants to be the most powerful Transformer. And then this other guy, Hot Rod, he ends up 
taking the Matrix and blowing up Unicron. And uh, I think Galvatron survives because they still had to have characters for after the movie. So like a bunch of the transform, a bunch of the Transformers do survive because they had to obviously they wanted to wipe out the toy line and refresh it. That was kind of the whole idea. Well, it's kind of traumatizing. For awesome your kid. movie. You're, yes. you're a young kid yeah. watching and your toys you're playing with are getting slaughtered. Yeah, Optimus Prime is light. The eyes have flicker out and he turns black and it's all like like sort of dirgy music, like yeah, dirgy like, music. I mean, that's you know, you could not make that movie today. Because not for not kids, the, it's not that the kids couldn't handle it any better than they could back then. It's the parents couldn't handle the kids watching it. They're swearing in that movie. Like the Autobots are like saying shit and stuff throughout that. Pretty That's great cast. Weird. Too. That's yeah. It's weird to have robots. Say shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of a <laughs> yeah. weird affectation to have. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very strange. But the uh, the beauty of that movie is, of all, is the cast of characters. I mean, you had Robert Stack. You had Leonard Nimoy. You had Eric Idle played a, a character in that movie. Um, I believe there was, part of the soundtrack had a Weird Al song on it from Dare to Be Stupid. And then there was this super awesome band from Japan. I can't remember their name, but they made they basically custom did the the uh, soundtrack in all, and they made all these original songs. Like there's that song, uh, The Touch. You know that? Remember that? You got the touch. You oh, got yeah. the power. Yeah, yeah. I like, remember it sounding better very... than that, but yeah, I remember that. Most likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a bit. I'm doing a bad impression again, but right. you know what I'm saying. But anyways, yeah, well... no, that one's classic. I don't know why they didn't, because like people kept complaining, like why is the why are the new Autobots and Michael Bay's thing just look like Paul, like Paul, like polygons? Like there's no definition to any of it. It's all like the CGI. So bring back the original designs and put them in a movie because that's what people want to see i don't know at least people uh, my yeah, age i guess it was the limits of uh, digital technology at the time anyway but you could still make it you didn't have to completely redesign optimus prime to look like some sort of like blobby shit pile anyways i don't remember him looking like a blobby shit pile well, I think you I and i obviously if, saw it differently if it was a computer if it was a robot that looked like a blobby shit pile that uh, would be very i mean that would be interesting um instead of, it's a instead metaphor of, yeah instead of them turning into uh trucks and airplanes and stuff they come they to the turn. earth and they turn into blobby piles of shit <laughs> and they have giant fights with each other you know all over the place and there's just yeah. giant piles of shit there's some fans involved at some point um yeah no that's too much plot so i guess that yeah that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have flew somebody shooting there. peanuts out of himself yeah yeah corn is in, in, yeah, involved raisins. at some point yeah <laughs> Yeah, anything you want. Curt cheese curd, that doesn't break down too easy. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, by the way, I suppose, uh, I, 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 do I supposedly owe an apology to uh, Giada and all of the uh, hairstylists out there? Because I said last week that most hairstylists are, are morons. She did take some umbrage with that commentary. Yes. But I, did, I said she wasn't one of them. Did you? Absolutely. I don't know the look on her face when she came back after because usually she listens to the podcast when she's out sometimes with Jonesy or just doing stuff. And the look, I was like, how is the podcast? She's like, that's nah, pretty good. I was like, which is not your usual response. I was like, what? She's like, did he have to did he have to be so mean about hairstylists? I was like, ah. I am reasonably sure that I said that there were some good ones. And I know that I only ever speak of Giada with the highest respect. 
So, I don't think she took it personally. I think she just took it as an insult to why? the industry I mean, I, at large. Look, people talk about the TV industry and the, the scumbags and the uh, abusers and, yeah. and the idiots in that industry. And yeah. I don't take offense because I'm one of the people calling those things out, too. I know that the people who work in the media industry in Canada are a pit, a pit of snakes and morons. <laughs> and, you know, I don't take offense when somebody else says so. Uh, it's not like I'm insulting... It's not like because uh, basically most of the hairstylists I've ever encountered are they can do a great job with hairstyling, but don't ask them about any other subject under the sun because they can't that, carry on that, a conversation. That was the that was the one I think that bugged her because their job is to carry on a conversation in part of you know what I mean. Well, part of their job is to be able to talk to people all day, and that's what they do all day. I mean, their personal opinions they don't usually reflect those because it's not part of the job as much. they talk about they talk about inanities and then when Perhaps. i talk to them and they're not doing my hair they talk about inanities and when was I the last time like you've my, ever been in a room full of hairstylists well be. it's been a long time because i recognize what happens well your hair doesn't really seem to change over time though ed it that's just kind of stays I, I have it done properly all the time i have somebody who comes over uses the floby and, the, and away you go. What the fuck is the Floby? You don't know what a Floby is? Is that like the suck cut from Wayne's World? Yeah, that's the Floby. It sucks as it cuts. It certainly does suck. Have you Remember got that? I, I, yeah, like I can't. Well, you're too young. Those things were actually sold in commercials all the time. The Floby. Is that the origin of the term flow to describe someone's hair? That I don't know. But, uh, I would have oh, thought I that I would have thought that during the pandemic, when places like yours, as hair salons were shut down and people couldn't get haircuts, I would have thought that the Floby would have made a huge comeback because okay. people could then they they could then cut their own hair at home. But no, it didn't make. I, I, that was a prediction I made that did not come true. The Floby did not. I mean, talk about necessity. Uh, you you couldn't get your hair cut properly, so you could use the Floby to get a perfectly uh, aligned cut. It wouldn't look okay. like the best cut you ever got, but at least your hair would be cut. So eBay has Floby, the precision home haircutting system, tested and working for 125 US dollars. Do they have them on Amazon? Look at this thing. Oh my God, it's so... A look at this fucking guy on the front of the box. Holy shit. Why do they call it a B? Because it goes... I, I think they needed a name. As seen on TV. Wow. Yes. That's where I want to get my, that's where, that's how I want to get my haircut from something as seen on TV that I have to use myself. Look, oh my if God. If you go to flowbee.com, F L O W B E E.com. Oh, they call it flowbee because it's black and yellow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it buzzes. And if you go there, there's, uh, they're still selling them. They're made in Kerrville, Texas. And uh, the name of the guy who invented it, his name is Rick Hunts. Revolutionary haircutting system. You'll, you've come to love. Have they? World uh... famous Floby haircutting system. Oh my God. Hi, my name is Rick Hunts. Inventor of the Floby. And I guarantee you're going to love it. Nice to meet you, Rick Hunts. Mr. H Mr. Hunts. Rick Hunts. <laughs> it Rick comes Hunts. with the Rick Hunts guarantee. That's right. <laughs> who, who made that rick hunts hey rick don't, hunts. don't you talk to me like that how dare you rick hunts i'll take three 
Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, a, this... it's a vacuum cleaner. It's a, vac- <laughs> it's a large vacuum cleaner attached yeah. to some tubes <laughs> oh, to va- with a blade. Yeah, I don't know like how they got approval. Like this doesn't seem safe at all. You can buy just in case your 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 mini vac is running out of uh of power, you can yeah. buy just the Floby super mini vac for 65 bucks. Oh, there's a little the entire system. Yeah. Super mini vac with the, uh, the, 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 the tubes and stuff. It's 169.95, but, but, oh my God. but it's out of stock. In both, I see this, the Minivac, Super Minivac, Flowbee system, those two are out of stock, but you can get the Super Minivac. This is yeah, all but very- you, you don't have the attachments, it's just <laughs> you a get, vacuum cleaner. Just a fa- you might as well go out into the garage and do it with your shop vac, to be the honest. The problem with the, uh, so obviously I was right, that during the pandemic, the Flowbees sold very well because they're sold out. That's really? um, something the news didn't cover. But the uh, the the thing about the the Flowbee is they haven't adapted to battery technology yet. No, like most, you got to plug it in. Like I've got, you know, there's, there's vacuums uh, in and around, uh, you know, uh, uh, my place here, um, and they're all battery. Like you charge them, and then you, you they're batteries. People don't yeah. like to have power cords on their vacuum cleaners anymore because it's very inconvenient it makes it right to vacuum you gotta places. you gotta charge them up but so, the batteries are unreliable uh, no they're time. not they, it depends it depends on the brand you buy right i bought a brand three years ago the battery still works fully you get full like the full time that they said from the yeah, when you yeah, out of the box do. wow i still do you. it's uh what's that company's name which one is it you're getting dangerously close to sounding as fancy as i am aren't you well, no, because this is this isn't useless shit like uh, like <laughs> cups for espresso. This How is, is something a cup to, your... to consume espresso useless? How else are you supposed to consume you espresso? For, you can get a cup cheaper. You well, and it does the same. It does the same thing. There's nothing fan. There's nothing, not as stylish. There's no, there's no extra uh, advantage to having an espresso cup. You can use any cup, anything that holds what you can use a jar. For all you know, you can use a urine sample bottle. You could use anything that holds liquid, but a vacuum cleaner has to vacuum. Dyson. Flo- That's why I use Dyson. Yeah, there you go, Mr. Fancy Pants. There's fucking alternatives. There's cheaper no. alternatives that don't come with the fancy Dyson name. I have a Dyson. No, but they don't. Uh, we tried them. They don't last. Yeah, they all break, of course. That's why you get the good one that lasts a long time. That's my point. I like to spend money, but where it counts. If I get a it good. It doesn't count when you're buying hoity-toity espresso cups jesus christ look it's just it improves the mood when you're drinking out of something that feels like it's higher quality you ever hear yourself talk it does all right we're moving on um what else is there to talk about new music nation is progressing very very well how about an update ed let's hear it i already started okay um it's doing very, you know, I have to tell you, when I started this thing up, I, I had an inkling that there was a demand for this, that it would be popular, but I had no idea just how much of a demand there is, how much of a thirst there is for this thing. A and, thirst, insatiable. Uh, insatiable. Um, you know, people sending emails saying, thank you for doing this. We need this. It's like, oh my God, what have You're I welcome. done? What have I done? Because um, now I got I to gotta deliver. And so you're always concerned. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, you're always concerned. Is this gonna is this gonna fulfill what you envisioned? Are the expectations are a lot higher now? 
And I, uh, I have happy to report that uh, a lot has been shot and it's very good. And the very first New Music Nation video flow has been completed, has wow. been edited and completed. Wow. And it's really good. I'm Where? really happy with it. It's really good. It really has the spirit of classic much. And I went out and uh, with my camera guy, Tim. Tim used to uh, work with me at Much Music. He was the camera person I worked with most and because I usually requested Tim. So he knows your angles. He's a great camera guy, but he's also got the greatest attitude. Awesome. And he, he suggests things without forcing, but his suggestions are always great. Um, and so I went out with my buddy, Tim Crow, and uh, we and Tim and I had been through a, through the wars together with the stuff we shot. We shot it. That was, he's the guy I shot with at Nikki Six's house. <laughs> when Nikki Six brought us, uh, a did you wear a coat. hazmat suit when you did that? No, are you kidding? We went there to interview his wife, who was uh, his, his wife at the time, who was a, a Baywatch girl. Which and, one? Uh, Nicole Eggert. Donna DeErico. Yes. Um, we did like two or three segments with her. We went to their house, and it was funny because driving up to their house. It's like one of those cartoons where you see like the spooky house at the top of the hill and the hill is this crooked thing with a steep what? incline. I we assume were, this is probably somewhere in Malibu or something. Yeah, like that. we were freaking out trying. Really? We, at one point we thought, could we back out, back up and get out of here? And there was no way we could back, go backwards without flying off the side. Oh, it, it was, it, it, it was, was it raining or something? No, yeah. it was just the incline of it. And the curve, the, 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 the way the roads curved and angled, they were sharp angles. It was, it was switchbacks. Like, I think they call those. That's like everywhere in Italy when we drove around. Yeah. Is it like that? Well, we went, we got up there. We we're like, okay, take a breath. Oh, shit. And then yeah. you get in and you, you figure Nikki Six's place, you know, big yeah. house. You figure right. it's going to be like all dark and, and you know, black and. Oh, sure. Lighting. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a normal house. And there's, it's almost better. Like it's there's just regular furniture all yeah. over the floor. Okay. There's, you know, those little uh, plastic uh, benches that kids sit at. Like play um, school or whatever. Yeah, like play school things that kids sit at. They look there's, like little picnic tables. Yeah, yeah, like little yeah. picnic. The, the place is just taken over Littered. by kids' toys. Yeah. And then. That's Donna great. Says, I mean, that's, that's totally not what you would have expected. Not at all. And then Donna says, would you guys like a drink? And I was like. Yeah, yeah, sure. You want a Coke? Yeah, okay. We made sure she said a Coke because it is Nikki. Yes, yes. Um, and, we said, and we said, oh, that would be great. And she said, Nikki, bring them some Cokes. And then <laughs> he comes out. Oh, oh, hi. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. Would you guys like this in a glass? And we're like. Just uh, like gracious as fuck. Yeah. I said, um, well, no, we can drink it out of the can. No, no. Let me get your glass. And he yeah. goes back into the kitchen. He comes out. He pours the coke into glasses. Okay, and says, ice. And no, he didn't ask about ice. And no, I come on, faux and pas. He said, uh, "If you guys need a refill or anything, just give me a call." I'm like that's Nikki fucking six. Nikki six. It's just <laughs> he's our waiter for a moment. Like it was just. It was such a scene of suburbia. That's so surreal. Yeah, it was. It was better than it being. A dark house with like cow skulls and shit everywhere. This was, or maybe like, like people best. hanging, people hanging out all over the place, yeah, like smoking, was, sitting on couches on the front lawn. This was like, the best. It was such a scene of domestic tranquility. Oh, that's amazing. It was, it was hilarious. from from one of the like most like one of the craziest rock stars. Of life. Yeah, it was the best. And uh, a guy who spells his last name with two, two X's. X's. <laughs> and uh, Tim and I also, Tim also shot a lot of porn sets with me. Oh wow. 
we went to a lot of porn sets to interview porn stars. And mm. I'll tell you, this one time we went out to, we went to do something at a Christmas time. Uh huh. And the, Santa the, balls. The, the oh yeah the uh, the studio was this built nondescript building in a bad part of East LA because there's no uh, good parts of East LA. And this I was a know. bad part of a bad part of LA. Um, okay. And you go inside and there's there's chain link fences and you go inside and the inside is this giant like studio facility. And there was a regular mainstream TV show shooting uh, in the same studio facility, but they treated the people shooting the Playboy channel shows like pieces of shit. Oh, they, um, and, like there was a real class structure there. Like lesser media. Well, we, you go into the lobby and it's like nothing. It's, it's empty except for this one desk where the person's waiting. You know, says you know who you're there to see. Yeah. And then uh, when you say that you're there for the Playboy Channel, all of a sudden their face drops and they treat you like shit. It was funny. Uh, and then they we think get you're a, a smut voyeurist. Something we go into, and this is LA where this is just part of the regular business, right? It's a it's a business. Well, it's model a, I mean, isn't it a huge? It's a huge multi billion dollar industry. I yeah. Guess. So we go into the uh, we go into the studio. They go, oh, you have to be quiet and st stay by the back because they're shooting. Um, and you can shoot. They said you can shoot what's going on, but you can't shoot the faces of any of the crew because they're union people who are shooting non-union. And we're like, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, okay. We go in and oh my God, there's like, there, in the center is where the two ladies who are the hosts sat. Okay. And their job was to take phone phone calls from people who would talk about the fact that they were masturbating. On one like guy on the phone. Yeah. On the phone, he would and they would say, "What are you doing? Can you jerk it harder? Are you having a good time?" And one of the guys who was jerking was a truck driver, and they said, "We hope you're pulled pulled over." He goes, "No, I'm driving." Um, so and then there was four stations, I would call them, set up. Where the, this uh, thing where the ladies were was in that was like a the hub, the, the of the thing, and these others were spokes. Okay. And there was couples fucking on all of these these <laughs> platforms, like just just fucking, just going. And that's like the Home Shopping Network. No one was talking to them. They weren't talking. They were just background. But there was one scene <laughs> where there was a uh, there was a, like a, a, a fireplace set up. Sure. And there's Santa railing some woman from behind. Elf costume or just? No, no costume, nothing. No ears or anything? No, no ears. I mean, she had ears, but no, they weren't pointy. But like pointy, yeah, no. And there's Santa just railing her from behind, <laughs> whacking her ass. <laughs> Wearing the Santa top part of the costume, the beard, the hat. Yeah. And the whole thing was, I swear, we walked into some layer of hell. It, you just felt filthy being there. Yeah, and you probably was, like you could probably it feel it in the, the air. It was like, over the top. Just so was the Santa the top. So was the Santa like a proper Santa or was it just a skinny guy in a fat suit? It was the skinny guy in a fat suit. He was oh, no, okay. he didn't even have a fat suit. He was just sort of a just a skinny a husky, guy wearing a husky like, guy. Like loose fitting Santa clothes. He was kind of husky. He wasn't skinny. Fake beard or real beard? Fake beard. That's even funnier because it would jostle around more hilarious. Oh yeah, it was this and it was just too much for us. We'd been to many <laughs> sets like, before, but this was too much for us. You're gonna go back we to were, Nikki Six's house and get we a were, coke. Yeah, we want to go back and get a can of coke. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we were trying to we were contemplating leaving because it was too much. And then they finished. And the weird thing is when who finished? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. The show finished. <laughs> okay. And 
when the show was over, these people who've been fucking each other, set people came over and gave like got each of them into a robe, and the people didn't even say goodbye, nice working with you. Like they didn't even look at the other person they'd been fucking. They just turned, put their clothes, their, their robe on, and walked away. They didn't give. There was no eye contact. There was no human contact. It was it was so mechanical. These people fucking were so mechanical that it like if you ever thought. Uh, that porn was something alluring and sexy and we'd love to be on a porn set. Once you've been on a porn set, you never look at porn the same way again. Well, Uh, no wonder. It sounds like no wonder the receptionist was so snotty about it. Like she didn't know what was going on on behind. Listen, trust me. The other show, it's Hollywood. They were a bunch of fucking scumbags. The people in the Playboy were honest about what they were doing. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, they just, I, I couldn't believe it was, you know, they didn't even like shake hands, you know, oh, nice working with you. See, hope, see you again. You know, they, right. It was like, you know, that cartoon with uh, the coyote and the sheepdog where they fight yeah. all day and then they, they click their clock their out at the end. Yeah. They, they clock out. It was like yeah. that. They were clocking out. They didn't even talk to each other. Nothing. It was so bloody strange. Yeah. We wound up getting that- a good interview afterwards, but this whole thing. And that, so I was there with Tim Weird. on that. And yeah. uh, so Tim came out. And Tim hasn't done cameras in a few years. He's moved into another aspect of his career. And uh, but he what aspect? To, what? What aspect? He works uh, more in the hardware section now, the electronics section. Okay. Um, and well, Tim also hurt his back. Probably from all that camera work. It was from all the cam. All of them had some kind of injury, but he really hurt his back. Like so, what sir- kind of camera is he using now? Has it gotten smaller? Obviously, oh, yeah, he's able it was to the do camera it. I provided him, which was smaller and lighter. Oh, that's. Good. I mean, he had surgeries. He had serious back problems. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, did was. he have like, like, like compressed discs and hernias yeah, yeah, and that kind was, of stuff? Yeah, yeah. He was in bad shape. Yeah, uh, it took him a how few he, years. How is he now? He's um, fine. I mean, probably happy with the advancements in camera stiff. technology. I'm sorry. He's stiff. He's, you know, he's a little stiff, like all of us as we get older. But he's well. great. He's flexible. Still has the same trained eye when it comes to shots. And that's uh, amazing. So we went out and shot, and I hadn't done VJ throws in like. 13, 14 years. How did it feel to put those shoes back on? Natural? Um, you know what? The funny thing was we shot the first eight throws and then discovered that for some reason there was no audio. Of course. Um, but then <laughs> we shot the, um, we shot the, well, one of the cables looked like it was fully clicked in. Oh, that's wasn't. the fucking bane of my existence. The not fully plugged in patch yeah, cable. It, it looked like it needed a half click. Why can't I hear my mixer? Why can't I hear? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's the last thing you look for. It's yeah, like plugging it in the it's like plugging in the toaster. And we shoot on it? phones, right? Foregone conclusion. Yeah. And uh, there's no audio meter to tell you whether it's there's audio or not. Anyway, we shot the first eight and they, there was no audio. But that was like a blessing in disguise because, because it was I, practice. Well, yeah, I needed to stretch those muscles again. So when we shot again, it was it was like like riding a bike. It was just like back in the day with much music. I was interacting with people on the street. The stuff, the, the stuff flowed beautifully. People happy um, to see you, I imagine, too. Eh? See you out there? Oh, yeah. There was lots of people coming up wanting, wanting pictures and stuff like that. People, I love when people think that they're being clever, that they're taking a picture surreptitiously. But there is no way to surreptitiously <laughs> hold no your way. camera up and aim it at someone. Exactly. It's like that scene from Austin Powers when they're doing reconnaissance and like she's there with like they're behind the bush. She's there with a tiny little looks like a credit card, but it's a camera. And he's there with a fucking 
24 inch telephoto lens trying to remain conspicuous with this thing poking out. You know what I mean? It's, it remember that? Somewhat like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just come over. Like you're approachable. Yeah. They came in. Well, we, we included some of them in the throws. So it's turned out really, really well. That's yeah. being edited now. Um, shot with uh, Candy Marie, shot with Ali B. Uh, Dez, we were having a conversation with him. He's shooting the stuff up in Inuvik in Northwest uh-huh. Territories. Wow. Um, it's all coming together for uh, July 1st. We're just trying What's to this? determine if we yeah. put all of the new shows out July 1st or put out a couple July 1st, another one July 2nd, another one July 3rd. We're, you know, we're trying to figure out how much to put out day one. Well, it kind of depends on like how you want to structure stuff ultimately, right? Don't you think? Trying to figure that out because once you don't want to do too much too fast, but also you want to be reliable. Like you, like if people are expecting, we're we're gonna like the first week is going to be more content than you get in a regular week because we're launching. Because after that, it's going to be one, maybe two shows a week. Right. Until until advertising, God willing, comes in and we can afford to hire people to do stuff. uh, While it's still like you know a, a. less than a skeleton crew it's a couple of bones from the skeleton crew um we can't uh, can't keep that pace up it'll be too much you need Uh, staff for that like right now it's still very david versus goliath type. yeah well no there's no there's no goliath to kill we're we're just david and uh but the stuff is great people i think people are really gonna love it and uh i'm glad you never you never know well i mean it, it seems like with everything that's been going on twitter with uh what was it? There was something else trending number one in Canada that you were a part of, I think, right? It was uh, what make a song Canadian, stock or... a song or something like that. There was there was some other stuff. We did two uh, hashtags that that trended number one. I forget what they were now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, we will, we will sock you. It was like hashtag oh yeah, sock was, a uh, song. Put I think. A so- sock a song. So you yeah, put that's a sock in a song title. Geez, it was you... number one. It's so funny how you can throw so much stuff out into the ether like that, and what ends up actually sticking is always pretty unexpected well yeah i mean you the best thing to do is have no expectations i guess that's true yeah because then you can only be be disappointed yeah especially continuously on a a platform like twitter because there's well you're always waiting for it to achieve that level and even if it gets there it takes longer than you think so you're disappointed so better to to be sort of neutral about that shit anyway um i have to uh, go in five minutes you have to go in five minutes yes where are you going I gotta go. I gotta go pick someone up. Oh, okay. Uh, so, what do you want to do for the last five minutes? What do you want to talk about? Uh, okay. So this Jeopardy we've been going, we've been going fifty-five minutes or 40, 50 minutes. We're good. I don't want to do this story. I'm gonna do this story. So I read this article. Like the the headline caught my eye. I thought it was kind of weird. The question that it posits in the headline is. I'm assuming this is a rhetorical question. Can a $110 million helmet unlock the secrets of the mind? I was thinking probably not. What are the secrets of the mind they're trying to unlock? Let me read this article. All right. Uh, where is it from? I don't even know. Bloomberg Business Week by Ashley Vance. Over the next few weeks, a company called Colonel will begin sending dozens of customers across the U.S. a $50,000, I thought it was $110 million helmet that can, crudely speaking, read their mind. Weighing a couple of pounds each, the helmets contain nests of sensors and other electronics that measure and analyze a brain's electrical impulses and blood flow at the speed of thought, providing a window into how the organ responds to the world. 
The basic technology has been see, has been around for years, but it's usually found in room-sized machines that can cost millions of dollars and require patients to sit still in a cl clinical setting. Do we ever stop to maybe question, uh, do we need something like this? Is this- well, I mean, I wonder what the, the purpose is. I mean, I understand if you're trying to figure out how the brain impulses work and stuff like that, so you can uh, work to hook up artificial limbs for people, to, to turn that electrical impulse into that shit's something. super cool yeah like bionic arms like luke skywalker level like that's coming well that i mean or exists you're of the luke skywalker thing that was just a hand i'm the six million dollar man two legs an arm and an eye uh um, all the way yeah but i think i mean understanding how the brain works does have its function uh yeah okay so excited researchers okay so this is what it says excited researchers to answer your question anticipate Using the helmets to gain insight into brain aging, mental disorders, concussions, strokes, and the mechanics behind previously metaphysical experiences, such as meditation and psychedelic trips. To make progress on all the fronts that we need to as a society, we have to bring the brain online, says Brian Johnson, who spent more than five years and raised about 110 million, half of its own, in his own money, to develop the helmets. So that's actually pretty crazy. It's essentially like, Let's, it's a, it's a brainoscope, I guess you could call it. It's kind of, I mean, it is, it is rather cool and science can benefit from that if it actually works, but you know, bringing it all together, what would be even better is if you merge that with the Floby. Exactly. <laughs> you could think of what you, you want your hair to look like and, and then, then it'll, the Floby will comply. The will do it. You can, any hairstyle you want, you just got to yeah. look at a picture of it and then yeah. there goes the Floby automatically adjusting your hair. I think that if, if you combine the Floby with this helmet exploring the secrets of the brain, then you've got a winner. I mean, we'll bring that to the Dragon's Den. See what they have to say. See, yeah, see what they have to say. We'll bring that together. Um, it's, it's you, and me, you and me will work a, on a prototype in the garage. There's a great idea. Bring uh, Ed goes on uh, the Dragon's Den to pitch the uh, self, the mind control Floby. You think it, Floby cuts it. I'm with it. I listen. I you laugh, but <laughs> that thing would sell. The Floby sold. It's still selling. It's sold out. Imagine <laughs> if you could add that you don't have to manipulate it with your hands. It'll just do it by brain. The hands-free Floby. This is amazing. Wow, we've really. Uh, if let's, you combine uh, it with the clapper. Oh my God! And somehow Chia. No, Chia wouldn't make any sense. Because this all makes a lot of sense. You mock. All right. Uh, Anthony can't be found on social media. Yeah. I'd um, most likely be, uh, walking, uh, with the, through the Creek somewhere, uh, near Mimico, Mimico Creek. Find me you, up. What do you, what, what do you wander through the Creek? Like old men yeah. in the well, neighborhood with the, with the walk, with the dog. Sometimes we just wander oh, up with the, the dog. Creek that's if, different. If it's shallow. You ever enough, seen old yeah. men, they walk usually their hands are behind their back and they Classic walk a Italian little, pose. little stooped forward a bit and they're yeah. just wandering. Like they just wander the streets and I'm thinking, what can the pot, like this has got to be the most boring existence ever. Like this is like they're in hell. I can't figure out what makes the, like, are they just walking around looking for, for the reaper? Like, they're trying they're to come up with billion dollar ideas like the hands-free Floby. I mean, Oh, you know, that's what they're doing. Okay. There, but for the grace of God, go we. All right. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's go to the, the end of the show. Uh, I'm Ed the Sock. You can find me at Ed the Sock on Twitter, Ed underscore the underscore Sock on Instagram. On Facebook, I'm Ed the Sock. And uh, go to newmusicnation.ca. July 1st, there will be a whole bunch of new content up there. 
And if you're a fan of classic much music and you're a fan of new music, uh, you'll go because the music I'm stunned. We're actually going to have music. The I'm amount stunned of at how good it is. It's amazing. There's so many talented people out there. And with how cheap good recording is now, it's no surprise that there's a, a ton of it out there and we need to aggregate it and bring it to the people because uh, I'm, it, I'm it would be a disservice. I'm constantly stunned. Honestly, oh, I can't God, wait. I'm constantly stunned by how good the videos are and how good the music is across all genres. And yeah. we have currently over 550 videos that have been submitted. Is that right, eh? It's yeah. gotten that many? Holy yeah. shit. And they keep coming in over 550 We're gonna have to just videos. Have a a 24 hour cycle of, of just music videos playing at all times. Like, holy well, I'm shit. creating a show that's going to be called video overload, which is going to be about two hours <laughs> straight of videos with VJs only popping in on the half hour. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Oh. Well, that's all great. Right. Can't wait to see it. All right. So Anthony, uh, enjoy your uh, espresso cups. Thank you. I might go have one now. It's about that time. And this is the first show we've been through that you haven't had to take a break to go take a leak. Well, you know what? I got my workout in and I took my uh, protein powder. I think that's gumming up the works. So we're good. Oh, that was a good image. Um, yeah. Send my uh, my best to Gianna. Okay. If she's listening. Hello, Gianna. You are not at all the kind of hairstylist I was talking about. You are a, a consummate professional. You are an intelligent woman. You are an intelligent conversationalist. Very delightful to talk to. Um, it's just that most of the other people who work in your industry are idiots. Um and that's it. <laughs> that's probably uh, why she, probably why we have our own salon, to be honest. Well, yeah, you can you bring in it's uh, Chroma, right? Right. Chromahairshop.com. Plugging the business for all of you 45 year old dudes out there who want to uh, who want to come in and get a haircut. All right. Come see us. We're uh, we're done. So, Anthony, thank you once again. Thank you, Ed. That was fun, man. Let's do it again next week. You right? Don't do that ever again. All right. Okay. Um, I'm Ed the Sock. Rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. And we'll uh, see you next week on Ed the Sock Lives. Ed the Sock Lives.